Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. If you're remodeling or building a new home, you don't want to miss these podcasts. We share information about every component of your home. You'll learn about tile, appliances, cabinets, paint, flooring, lighting. Yes, we cover it all. Well, today is December 1st, and as I say every week, I catalog these by date. And if you um, are interested in any of these items, or if you feel that they're uh, share-worthy, please tell your friends about it and subscribe. This podcast is brought to you by Monogram. Monogram's intelligent appliances are built to enhance your kitchen, cuisine, and beyond. Experience peace of mind convenience and an optimized performance with the Smart HQ app, which elevates the way you interact with your home and appliances by allowing you to do things like preheating your oven from your phone, checking how much time remains on your dishwasher cycle, and many other things. Go to monogram.com to learn more or visit your local showroom to see these appliances in person. Well, we have a special guest. And everybody's always interested in the color of the year. What color should I paint my rooms? What color should I do my cabinetry? What color, what color, what color? But we have the expert today as our guest. Lori, who is the senior design account executive with Sherwin-Williams Company. And by the way, I should say her whole name, Lori Clark, is with us. Now, last year, Lori talked about the color mix forecast for 2021. Well, a year's gone by, and I can't believe how time is flying. So here we have the color mix forecast for 2022. Hey, Lori, thanks for stopping by. I love talking to you about color. Yes, thank you for having me. This is going to be exciting. I know that every year you present color mix, and we thought we'd bring it right to the people via my podcast. So where do we start? Well, I think the the best place to start, everybody is always asking, where do trends come from? How do they come about? You know, who who's in charge of kind of making those trends? So we can kind of talk about that if you want me to. Yeah, I'd always wondered who did that. My other thing I wonder about is who names the colors? I want that job. <laughs> you know, it's not an easy job. Um, our palette was named by one person Um, when we redid it about 20 years ago, and that's 1,500 colors. And everybody thinks they want that job, but I think I would go through maybe three or four renditions of the color yellow, like sunflower, daffodil, butter, yellow, sunshine, and then maybe I'd be done. I don't know where else I would come up with colors. I know, they they get very creative when they name them. Absolutely, absolutely. So... Um, so yeah, I think it would be a very, very difficult job to do that. But um, do they so still those have colors that are same, already named? Do they still have that same person in that same position? From She's 20? actually gone on and retired, I believe. And so we have some new people in those positions. Um, and then when we changed our palette a couple of years ago, we only added 200 colors to it. So they had a smaller job to kind of figure out, you know, and name name 200 new colors. Yeah. So. Did you ever get anybody to say, I think they should change that name? I don't like it. Um, no, we never really had anybody say that. I do have to say that our company has been very proactive in changing some names that might be perceived as a little insensitive. So over the years, kind of quietly done that. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes people will come in for a color and it says, you know, color ABC, formerly 
you know, X, Y, Z. And so, you know, we've kind of done that, which I think is really kind of, you know, it's a, you know, something that the company really is sensitive to and really thinks about that. And, you know, at one time you didn't really think that it would be a problem. Right. And then you kind of look at it, you know, in modern day and you think, you know what, maybe we might want to be a little bit more culturally right. sensitive and to that. Without getting specific, I understand what you're talking about because we are living in an ever changing world. Yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. So let's start with the trends. How did they come about? So, you know, uh, Sherman Williams belongs to Color Marketing Group. And um, Color Marketing Group is an international organization uh, with a lot of different people that sit in it. Um, I think within our own company, we probably have five or 10 people that are part of Color Marketing Group. And then you have people that work in auto companies, toilet companies, clothing companies, like really anything. And so they're, uh, what they do is they collaborate to better identify the direction of color and design trends. And then they interpret all of the information across industries. And they have bi-yearly meetings where everyone kind of gets together and they talk about themes. And those themes, words, thoughts get interpreted into color. And then those colors become the forecast. So the actual forecast that Color Marketing Group puts together can consist of hundreds of colors. And then Sherwin-Williams kind of funnels it down into something that, you know, you can actually digest. And then uh, I love Color Marketing's group motto. It's color sells and the right color sells better. So it's a really important group where they really, really kind of define where color is going, where trends are going and things like that. Mm -hmm. So for those people who were kind of curious about, hey, I see the paint colors coming out from my home, but isn't it ironic that the same colors are coming out in clothing? Well, right. that's because they all get together. So they don't want to say, well, the paint color for this year is brown, but then the color for clothing is something that wouldn't go with brown. So everything is cohesive, which right. is a good point because you could paint your walls and get a new outfit and you'll look great in it. Won't you though? Yeah. You know, it's funny when, you know, I've been with Sherwin-Williams 16 years and I've been working with our team kind of presenting this for that long. And I remember kind of early on, um, you know, they, they give us the stories kind of in June and we start presenting it to the design community mid-summer. And then usually I would say, you know, retail places will see it like around Christmas time. I remember kind of doing the presentations and, and not really owning it, if you will, kind of like wondering like, what does this mean? And I remember it talking about, you know, you're gonna see kind of like raw threads and, you know, like rough edges and things like that in interiors. And, uh, and I just was like, okay, I guess we'll see that. And I remember Christmas shopping for my daughters that year. And this is when they were quite a bit younger and they used to shop at Justice, which is kind of like a mid-teen, like pre-teen girl store. And I remember going in there and all of the denim, all of the clothing had these raw rough edges with threads exposed. And I was like, aha, there it is, kind of interpreted for me right there at a retail store. So yeah. I thought that was super interesting. Yes. But they say um, color follows interiors. It follows fabric. It follows cars. It follows right. everything. 
it's kind of all instantaneous now. I think many, many, many years ago, 20, 30, 40 years ago, people used to say, oh, it would happen in Europe. And then two to five years later, you'd see it in America. Well, it's all instantaneous now. And it used to be like, you'd see fashion one way and interiors another way. It really all is just kind of cohesive and it's all instantaneous and it's all now. You know, we all see it. We all see it now. And we kind of all interpret it in I think that direction. Part of it is probably the uh, internet, social media. Mm-hmm. So there are good things and bad things about social media, and I'll just leave it at that right now. And we can go <laughs> on to color. <laughs> well, you know, the one thing about social media, not just social media, but the internet, um, you know, has really made everybody very sophisticated when it comes to color. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I think back to when I was in elementary school, I had a crayon box that had 16 colors in it. You know, they have crayon boxes now with like 120 colors. I had 64. (laughs) Well, you know, I think we were getting there, you know, but now there are just so many colors that are available. And I think people really see it on TV. They see it in social media. They see it on the internet. And they see that you don't have to have white walls, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what I kind of mean by people being a little bit more sophisticated in color. They see more color everywhere now, and they're a little bit more sophisticated about it. So Yeah. They're also more willing to add bright colors or different colors to their wardrobe, to their homes. Um, Case in point, what about the people who have no problem with green hair, blue hair, um, bright red (laughs) hair, future fuchsia hair. I mean, the sky's the limit. Or when they can't decide, they put multicolor hair. There you go. Yeah. Why decide? (laughs) Right. Okay. So did we ever get answer the question, where do the trends come from? Well, so the trend, like I say, the trends come from color marketing group. So, you know, it's all these people on color marketing group that get together. They have a meeting. They kind of funnel all of this information down And then they have all these stories and the colors that go with them, and they just funnel it down into kind of palettes. And that's what Sherwin-Williams does. We we take all of that information, and like I say, we kind of funnel it down into a bite-sized piece. So for us, we've actually separated the Color Mix Forecast 2022 into four different stories. So that just kind of really helps people understand it a little bit better. We like to name our color forecasts. Uh, And this year we've named it Mode, M-O-D-E. And Mode is about nothing being permanent. Everything, life, work, friends is kind of ever changing. And uh, we plan and draft designs. And over time, things tend to take shape in a way that they're supposed to. And it may not be what we intended. And that's kind of what we've learned. And I think we've learned that a lot in this past year and a half that we just have to kind of roll with it. Uh, But we've all kind of settled into a new way of being and of doing and of just really kind of embracing it. And I would say even with all the stress of this past 18 months, I know for me, I feel less stressed. You know, I'm just kind of like kind of chilling and grooving and kind of doing my thing, you know, so... Yeah, I think it has to do with um, maybe saying, you know what, we stressed for 2020, and now we're into 2021 and still hanging on. Let's start 2022 with a lightness about it. Right. With an air of, hey, let's live. Maybe. Right. (laughs) 
Yeah. So our forecast, like I said, the name is Mode, M-O-D-E, and that's actually like an acronym for the four titles of our palettes. And so the first title is Method. And so that's the first palette. It has nine colors in it. And it's really just about nature's processes, gentle acts, organic neutrals, and kind of sepia softness. And so the colors in there are accessible beige, urbane bronze, shoji white. There's some beige in there. And also in this palette is our color of the year for 2022, which is evergreen fog. So that is the first palette method. And then the O for mode is opus. And this is where color is kind of creating movement here. It's about maximalism and glam industrial theater are a lot of these influences. And so in here, you would see really deeply saturated colors like navel. You'll see iron ore, which is a very dark black gray. You see coral clay, which is a really, really vibrant coral color. Red bay, blackberry, cocoa whip, things like that. I actually really love this palette. Um, and of course, on our website, swcolorforecast.com has kind of all of these colors and it shows some really beautiful images with them as well. And by the way, I did receive my new colors uh, the other day and I was excited Good. to see them. The cute little uh, fan deck that you yeah. have and then the brochure. Yeah. Beautiful colors. Yeah. But I won't now, interrupt third... you. Oh, go ahead. Conti- no, I, w- I don't want to interrupt you because oh, you okay. did such a beautiful presentation. Oh, can- thank you. So the third palette is Dreamland. That's the D in mode. And this is fullness of living with bud and bloom, new growth greens, pinks, pearlescent tones. In this palette, you'll see influences such as biomimicry, renewal, eco-style, and wellness. And then just a note, biomimicry, kind of a big word, is the design and production of materials, structures, and systems that are modeled on biological entities and processes. So kind of imitating nature, if you will. That's what biomimicry is. A more Um, difficult way of saying we're mimicking a tree or... Right, 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 right. So the colors in here really are very kind of floral. I mean, we have like rosé, which is kind of a mauve color, dynamo, which is a bright pink, cucuzo verde, which is a green, rose tan, natural linen, things like that. And light lavender, that's a super pretty color. Um, And then kind of like a greenish, very dark, dark green, evergreen color that's called rosemary. So, you know, very naturally inspired there. So again, that's the dreamland. And then the last one is the E and that's ephemera. And this is sleek, functional, mid-century modern. Uh, And here we just work with nostalgia, memory, and meaning. So if you think about mid-century modern type colors, they kind of have a bright and punchness, kind of they're real punchy. So Mm -hmm. there's a rejuvenate is the name of one of the colors. And again, it's kind of like a bright coral color, pink shadow, inky blue, peace yellow, uh, cascades, which is a navel type color. You've got a green in here and a Sierra Redwood. So again, really just colors that kind of beckon back to that mid-century modern type type vibe. So that's again, mode, M-O-D-E, method, opus, dreamland, and ephemera. 
And the other thing I also like to note is that like the forecasts for color are really important, like we were saying. Um, it's just really so much more than color. It really helps to create moods and conversations. And it touches really on our memory and gives meaning to the items and the things that are in that room. I think we all have, um, you know, really fond memories of certain colors where, you know, when we were growing up, maybe it was our grandmother's kitchen or what have you. You know, we look at that and we think of it in fondness because it just reminds us of them maybe baking cookies or, you know, whatever. So like we were saying with the last two years that we've lived through, people are looking for more security, more things that remind them of comfort, being secure in their youth. Um, I'm not saying everybody feels that way, but for the most part, people do at a certain age like to go back to what they remember. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting in the palette ephemera, it really talks a lot about um, memory And it talks a lot about um, uh, aging in place or, you know, retirement facilities and how a big trend for those places are to do kind of uh, memory streets, right? Like you've probably seen them in magazines and stuff where they have like areas that are like old fashioned stores and storefronts where, you know, the residents that live there are kind of like walking down a street from when they were a teenager. And it's super helpful for people who maybe has Alzheimer's or things like that to kind of remember really fond times. And so um, that is a big push that's happening now, especially we have, you know, a lot of uh, the baby boomers that are aging now and what have you, and um, perhaps being in those facilities. So that's a, uh, a big thing that's happening now and part of that forecast. Mm. I want to ask you a couple of things about color. Yeah, go for it. Well, first of all, um, there are so many colors to pick from in your new fan deck so that if somebody said, well, I really like blue, there's a blue there. But what you do, I mean, it's obvious that you take a blue and you change it a little bit from last year or the year before. So if somebody's a blue person, they're not just omitted from the new colors. It's right. just a little bit different tones. You add a little of this, a little of that. Um, but I don't see, maybe I'm wrong, do you remember years ago they had the baby pink and the baby blue, and those were always for the baby's rooms, and then they mm-hmm. had more pastel colors? I'm not seeing that anymore, and, and I'm glad because I don't particularly care for very baby colors, mint green. Have you seen any of that? I have not seen that. And interestingly enough, my neighbor just had a baby like two weeks ago, and um, and she has like charcoal gray in there in the baby's room. And it's really very sleek. It's very warm. I mean, Mm -hmm. you'd think it would be kind of cold, but it's like, um, it's really, really beautiful. And yeah, I mean, they're not doing babies' rooms like babies anymore. They're kind of like young teenagers. I've seen a couple with um, black and white or the deep primary colors. Mm -hmm. Don't forget, that baby is laying in that crib and they want to see a little bit more than baby pink, baby, you know, some little stuffed animal in their face. The other thing I wanted to ask you is, are you seeing accent walls in rooms? I will read an article where they say accent walls are out. And, you you know, there are a couple of designers that they'll interview. And and I keep telling people, whatever you want to do, it's your house. But they'll get these couple of designers. That's their opinion. They'll say, okay, 
accent walls are out. And then you read another article and they go, well, you should do an accent wall. And I keep telling people, do whatever you want. You know, right. every time you walk into that room, if it makes you happy, go for it. What do you think? Right. Well, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I remember um, when I was going to design school back in the 80s, in the mid 80s, um, I remember I had an instructor and she said, interior design can never be wrong because if the person, if your client um, wants the space to be a certain way, they're the ones that are living in it. And if they think it's beautiful and they love it, that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. So if it's, you know, someone else could walk into it and be like, oh, this is so garish or I don't like it. It's too bright or it's too dull or it's too whatever. It doesn't matter. The people that are living in there is what matters. So if someone wants a accent wall, they should have an accent wall. You know, it doesn't I matter totally if it's agree. popular or not, you know. When I was starting my career as a kitchen designer, we had a kiosk of, oh, I want to say a million, but there weren't that many, um, laminate colors. In those days, everybody used laminate on the countertop. So I said mm -hmm. to the people, and let's face it, when you see that many, you get overwhelmed. So I said to the people, they were getting a honey oak cabinetry. And I said, well, why don't you go pick out a color that you like for your countertop? And they came back with Pepto-Bismol pink. Oh, my golly. Which wasn't really the name, but it should have been. Right. And I looked at them and I said, you're kidding, right? And they said, we love this color. And I thought, I better shut my mouth and just say, hey, it's their kitchen. And that was quickly um, something that I learned very quickly to right. say, hey, that's great. You know, you're going to look at this every day. Don't invite me to your house, but that's the color you like. And that's what right. I emphasize. Everybody that comes on this podcast, no matter what we're talking about, will always say, it's your kitchen. You don't have to follow the trends. Some right. people will say, the first thing I will be asked, what, what are they doing in kitchens? Well, they're doing whatever you want them to do. The only thing I would recommend is when something is not safe, when something looks off to me because maybe their cooktop is too close to the edge of the counter, you know, as for instance. Right. Then we're looking at the safety issues. But as far as color goes, as far as finishes go, I, I'm with them. Whatever they want. Yeah. And, you know, the, the thing about trends, I would say, is that if you if you follow the trends, it does make it easier mm -hmm. to decorate or design because obviously you'd be able to find those things. Right. So I remember back in um, the early 80s, late 70s, early 80s, my parents redesigned their kitchen. This is when we had carpeting in the kitchen. <laughs> you know, my, I think my parents did, too, at one yeah. point. And my dad and mom loved navy blue and they just loved it. And they wanted everything navy blue in there. And it was really, really difficult because it wasn't a trend color at the time for them to find things, you know, kind of like the little tchotchke canisters and what sure. have you. So it was really difficult for them to find things, you know, in a plethora of places because it wasn't necessarily a trend color. Um, so that's the only thing about trends. I will tell oh. you, they did buy a navy blue KitchenAid that my mom kept on the counter, and I have that now. So And it's still in style. I mean, it's still in style. It still works. And I mean, what a great investment that was. They bought it in the early 80s, and I have it now, right? And it still works. 
I, so, was doing, um, I was doing bathrooms, uh, or when I do bathrooms, because I still do, and one woman said, well, I don't know what color I like. Well, you know what? The easiest way to pick a color is to go to the towel department, see what's in, because if you pick a color, you'll go crazy looking for it if it's not in trend, if it's not in style. So the first place you want to go to is the linen department, pick the colors that you like, and then we work backwards. Right. Easiest way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, but like I say, if you if you follow the trends, it's just yeah. easier to find things. Like, you know, was it two years ago, maybe in the past year and a half, like white kitchens with rose gold, like was really, really big and really beautiful. But if you tried to do that two years before that, you wouldn't have been able to find anything like a faucet in a rose gold. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. So, now, so that's rose, the one thing about Rose gold trends. is now out. By the way, right. <laughs> so all those people <laughs> that, was that did that lived. Tr- it was a fan, I, know, I still think it's so beautiful, though. I do. So if I if I do it, it's my house, and I can do it. I just well, might you have can, difficulty but finding the, it now. The thing with that is, if you want to add something to match, you won't be able to find it in rose gold. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned the white kitchen; that will be in style way till the end of the earth. I mean, right. always. You can't go wrong with that. So, well, talking about, I was going to say. Uh, Appliances. Do you remember the days when they were, oh, moss green, avocado mm-hmm. green? Or did I say moss? Avocado green, gold, and now what you're looking at because they've gone through a lot of colors, a lot of finishes. It's always black, white, stainless steel. They've tried right. to introduce different colors, and they've lasted a year or two, and then they always go back to the black, the white, right. and the stainless. And talking about appliances, I want to talk about Thermador. Thermador appliances, they are luxury, definitely. Two customized collections to suit your style. The masterpiece and the professional collections tell two distinct design stories while providing every necessary ingredient required to personalize your home. Experience unparalleled innovation and performance across cooling, cooking, and dishware. Now featuring smart kitchen appliances enabled with Home Connect. To learn more about what Home Connect is, or to see the appliances that Thermador is offering, go to thermador.com or visit your local showroom where you can see, touch, and feel and learn more about the Thermador products. Well, Lori, I think we've covered it for 2022. What do you think? We, I think we did, yeah. I want to thank you so much. I really enjoy picking apart the colors and seeing what is popular. And again, you know, just look through, uh, you said go to SW, what was your website? SWcolorforecast.com. Right. And so you that'll can... take you right to the 2022 forecast. Of course, you can always go to SherwinWilliams.com. Right. right. But SWcolorforecast.com will take you right to the 2022 color forecast. Right. And like I said before, they're beautiful colors. Explore. And the most inexpensive way to remodel or to give your house a new look, a new facelift is, guess what? Paint. That yeah. is, that's the easiest and the best and the most economical way to um, redo a room or your whole house. I want to say thank you for stopping by. 
talking about the colors. You're just so good at it. I hope everybody enjoyed today's show. And please subscribe on the platform you're using to listen to these podcasts. And don't forget to share them with your friends. Don't be the only one that knows about the trends. You want to tell your friends what's in and what's out. And if you want to learn more about me, you can go to nancyhugo.com. And if you have any questions for myself or for Lori, email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. And I also do a weekly podcast with my techie son, Dan. We talk about everything but design on hugofloss.co, found on many platforms. So if you want to listen to that, or if you want to join in to hugofloss.co and be a guest, and we won't censor anything that you say, promise, just email us at join at hugofloss.co. I want you to all have a safe day. Just Be aware out there, and um, I'm not even going to say wear a mask. It's up to you from now on. Lori, thanks again. Thank you, and have a wonderful holiday season. You too.